I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. Yeah, what we were going over. I'm like so interested to hear your take on this whole thing that's mm. going on because honestly, Jay, I'm telling you, like I feel something, but I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like that splinter in the brain that Morpheus was talking about in the Matrix. I mean, the way I view it, or the way I, I guess the way I feel it better yet, is it starts kind of like a tingle, you know, like there's almost like somebody's watching you. It's that kind of a feeling. A lot of, not to sound paranoid, but it's kind of how our nervous systems work. You know, we, we pick up on things that are outside of the scope of our perception. So it's almost like somebody tapping you on the shoulder and you're like, well, I don't see the person. <laughs> yes, that's kind of like, I, and I keep just saying the universe. And yeah, then yeah, I'll yeah. put it off into like, I'm the universe in a way. Like maybe I'm just guiding right. myself or something, yeah, but it we, does feel a lot like that. We try to look at it in an impersonal way. That that's why monotheism got so popular. You got the you have the personal and the impersonal, but like it's somewhere in between there. You want to think that it's working in your benefit, but you don't really know whether you're even selected for whatever's going on. It's like trying to feel like you're in sync with something natural that's unfolding, but not knowing whether you're a part or not. It's it's a strange feeling, I think. You know, and I get it too. It, and it's like a lot of people are feeling a lot of different, I guess you can call them emotions right now mm -hmm. seem very high. I don't know if you've noticed that too. It's like a lot of people around me and it could just be like the COVID thing and the uncertainty of that. But I don't know. It's been a little, I don't know. It's just this weird vibe in the air. It's, it's obfuscating the whole deal. Um, I've been, I've been looking at a lot of events kind of like trying to keep track of stuff. And there's been some stuff unfolding, you know, as of recently where you, you don't want to feel like you're leading the witness, so to speak. <laughs> That's what I call it. When you're, when you're trying to find something, but you're, you're trying to link stuff together after a while, you like feel like you could be tainting the evidence, so to speak. But there's certain events that are strange, you know, uh, like the, there was that Steve thing back in the day, they, they caught this Aurora and then they found out it wasn't an Aurora. You know, they, they're trying to figure out what the heck it was. And then all these astronomers come out and they say, oh, we know what this is. And now they're talking about the, th the South Atlantic anomaly. And it, it all has to do with the pole reversal. So there's something changing, you know, in our world, in our environment. We don't understand it. I think people are just trying to measure everything by science and going, well, the scientists will figure it out. They'll tell us, they'll tell us. Well, they don't really have a priority in telling us. So we're kind of like trying to juggle all these different subjects. It can get pretty confusing. You know, it's funny you mentioned the pole magnetic reversal that might have a huge impact on what's going on right now with everything. I uh, like the, sure. the ice caps. It, even the way that we're feeling it isn't astrology. I mean, when it boils down to it, it's just has to do with magnetics. Well, when we were first talking about this in the message, when you suggested the, the, the talk, I was saying that it's almost as if 2012 slowed down that whole phase, you know, that whole trend. It was almost like they wanted to get it over with because something was coming, but it, it was so much more gradual than that. So the, it was just kind of like one more prophecy, right? And everybody freaked out. And they vented at that particular point of history, but it's like it's it's been advancing along a certain line. But it's it's a feeling thing, like you said, it's an intuition thing, and you really aren't in touch with intuition when you're constantly looking at science from the perspective of people that are uncovering things for us, because you're not exactly trusting your 
your own instincts or your own intuitions about what's happening. So this is kind of a slippery slope because we have to kind of listen to ourselves, but it's like trying to judge the weather, right? Well, my inner voice will tell me what the weather is going to be like. It doesn't ever seem like it would work that way, but in this case, it kind of seems like it is. That's, yeah, intuition. I like that word. That's exactly what you feel is, is the intuition. And it's really weird. It's like things are definitely shifting. And I mm -hmm. feel like there's going to be a lot of blessings coming and a lot of chaos. It seems like it's going to be extreme on both ends. It's strange because when you feel these things, the first choice most people make is something's wrong. They think something's off. It's like, you know, when people hear thunder or see lightning, they tend to get fearful about it because this is a natural thing. If a magnetic polar reversal or a shift or a split, I mean, they're saying it's actually more likely that the uh, what's happening is this anomaly could be splitting in two. That's what they're suggesting. And I remember I had gone to this event back in 2015, 2016 uh, with my friends when we were living in Utah. We went to what was called PrepperCon, which was sort of an event where you had all these people mobilizing events, talking about everything from survival out in in the forest to permaculture, sustainable living, that sort of stuff. And one of the guys there, he runs a channel on YouTube known as the Suspicious Observer. And I got to meet him with my friends uh, in person. And what he was talking about was a polar reversal, you know, back then saying that the weather and everything, what's, what's going on, it seems to be leading towards that. And he was, that was kind of the cusp of his whole presentation was that there's this thing happening depending on the planet and where we are and how it's tied in with the sun and our, our locality in the universe. And it was sort of, to me, had been, I've been stewing along that line of thought for years that it's about where we are. Everybody wants to talk about, let's send out our satellites, let's get these instruments out there and let's start measuring. But it's also about the fact that we're, you know, traveling through this portion of space and a little, a little earth ship and yeah. we got all these holes in it. And a lot of that is due to our inefficient use of technology and uh, our wasting of resources. A lot of it, a lot of it, in my opinion, is, is far more attributed to the military sector and their fuckery uh, alongside the industrial age and the inefficient forms of technology, the ones that Tesla was trying to replace with his work. So you get all that and it's, and you look at it in a freeze frame and it's all hitting us now because we've sort of been kind of just ignoring that fact that we're kind of this finite thing traveling through space, really, and nobody's really factoring in the fact that, holy shit, we're in space, guys. You know, I mean, we're yeah. on a planet, but we're in space. It's like, fuck. One of the things that I thought of while you were speaking is that, that too, we are traveling in space. We are now in a portion of space that we haven't previously been in before. There could be different vibrations in this area, for all we know, different frequencies. There could be a bunch of different things going on. What are your thoughts on like the golden age? Because we brought up earlier the whole 2012. And a lot of the times I heard when it came to the 2012 that it wasn't supposed to be the end. It was supposed to be like a golden age. Sure, sure. Well, I've researched quite a few things on it. And I found that a lot of it was interpretational data. But a lot of the tribes really are pushing even to this day towards that, like the Hopi tribes and quite a few of the elders within the Paiute nations. And there's a lot more, but from what I've learned, the Hopis were kind of one of the pivotal tribes talking about this change with the rainbow tribe and all that. But this golden age, what it sort of seems like is a place that we've been before as if we're traveling this, what would you call it, an elliptical path through our locale. And 
when we reach this space, it's like going through the twilight zone type deal and everything kind of goes whack. And, and people would say, well, nothing's changing, guys. I mean, we, we're all kind of just getting spooky about this, but nothing's really changing. But in a way, it really is. It, it, it's just so subtle. The, the feelings of everything are changing. Everything's getting extreme. Like, not to yes. say that, that, that entertainment isn't that way, but how do we know that the people running things aren't sort of like going, yeah, there's this change that happened and the only way we're going to be able to keep concealing it or keeping it locked up in a tight box is if we keep accelerating and making everything in life more and more psychotic and making people more and more greedy and more power seeking such an inflated egotistical degree where they won't notice these types of things so i don't know the golden age idea to me is just something that probably has to do with a form of evolution based on ending up somewhere it's silly to say that people just to magically get some gift from some god or, or something that all of a sudden they evolve overnight as if something hands us the tools. I mean, if we're talking about aliens, that's one thing, but it makes sense to me that your environment changes, so do you. So if our environment is changing, galactically speaking, universally speaking, then what exactly in that environment would change us? And, and it comes down to, are we mutating? And I kind of think we are. I just think it's at an imperceptible level because people haven't been focusing on the self. They've been focusing extraneously out into the environment. Yeah, that's been for quite a while now. It's funny when you were talking, I remembered this Alan Watts lecture about comedy and tragedy and stories and why we need them and how good and bad is a one third to two thirds kind of thing, you know, where it's it's got to have its pull where you think that the chaos is winning so that you do strive forward good always prevails allegedly and i think that's another thing what people are looking for is the golden age you know the good always prevails type thing right. but dreams like that is a word we need to focus on like that is what i feel i feel like we are entering an age of extreme of extremes good yeah i think that with the way that things are headed in the future no matter which kind of path that they take it's smartest to develop some sort of community like I an intentional community type of a thing yes yeah, I'm starting to see an increase in people leaning towards building community. So it might be something we're even collectively feeling that we need to be doing. Sure, especially with all this lockdown business, it's going to kind of bring in that whole communal living trend like in the 60s and so forth. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that could be. It's a, like a repeat the, in a sense, you know. Like the whole I mean, same thing with the Victory Gardens. Well, hopefully it... <laughs> It, it it has a, a different effect this time. There's definitely a lot different distractions. It doesn't seem different, but it's just a lot more serious. It's not like protesting. I don't even know if it's even an effective thing, to be honest. I think it's a distraction. We're like locked down in the bureaucracy. It's, it's another form of bureaucracy. I, I, I think it's definitely a bit of a waste to run around with poster boards because it's all chosen sides anyway, and nobody's really talking about the in-betweens of the scale, so they're all stuck in this little zone. We're in this one little pocket and it, it gives them a, a venue to vent but that's about it yeah. it doesn't really it get it gets rid of the, it, it kind of exasperates the will of them to do anything about the real problems which not to say they aren't problems in and of themselves pretty impossible because you end up kind of sabotaging yourself when you try to go into that area i think for the most part the protests are to release some energy about what's going on around the economy failing, you know, people being put out of work, like that's going to be hitting us very relatively soon. And fear is a very powerful tool. 
Yeah, and its conversion point is power and, you know, trust, which doesn't really exist. I mean, that's what kind of frustrates me about people believing every aspect of the official narrative because it really boils down to trust. There is a complete inherent distrust in the majority of the structures, but when it comes to other things, the trust is there. And you just kind of have to wonder why a person could be all in on one section and then completely out on the other. It's like with this whole disease thing, they can pause all of that and do all these protests and as if they're all like staying six feet apart from each other and they're all doing this as if they're all following these mask things and all this other type of stuff. But, but what's the message? So, but, but if you try to tell them that you're, (laughs) you're like all of a sudden racist, right? Because you're, you're opposing them. You don't want us to, to, to bring, uh, justice to this but at the same time look at the the state of the union if you don't believe in masking then they say that you're a total conspiracy freak and yeah there's no it really is confirmation bias all around everybody has one form of massive confirmation bias and that's kind of why i get quiet when i hear certain things being discussed because i'm thinking yeah 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 okay it's all great when we're agreeing on this but once i start talking about that you're gonna freaking try to lynch my ass so yeah yeah. And you got to be very careful, especially nowadays. I mean, one little thing can get you pulled off of every social media platform and what they're doing with social yeah. media is just crazy. And you know, pretty soon that it's going to be one of the only ways for people to make like an income. It's or going to, to even like- find people to interact with because nobody's going to want to just walk up to somebody on the street if everybody's masked. I mean, hell, you don't even know yeah. what anybody looks like anymore. I know. We're, and we're going to go through this like two years, right? That's what they're saying. A lot of people aren't realizing like this is going to be for a while. And then all this so, stuff that we're yeah. doing, we're going to get used to doing it. We're not going to want to go. Gonna back. End. Yeah. I mean, we, we want to say one or two years, but this could be indefinite. And yeah. like I was looking at it. Did you notice on Facebook, they just kicked in this dating thing? Like all of a sudden I'm like looking at my screen and I see this heart. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? And so I'm click, I'm like flashy button. I'm like, what is this? So I click it and, and they're trying to get me to like set up a profile. So I'm like, okay, what is this stuff? So I click it. I just want to see the interface. It is the most clunky, terrible interface. You can't, <laughs> you, you, you try to write down your, your interests or your hobbies and you can't write anything in. Like it gives you the option to skip or to, uh, to check and say that you're done, but it grays out the done icon. What? If you don't have anything written in the query window that it doesn't understand so let's say i wanted to get specific and say my interest my one of my interests is astral projection it doesn't have it in the database so you write astral projection and you can't even click done to to input it you have to write meditation you have to write you have to write a generic white bread version of everything you do and you can't be specific you can't be defined so i'm like oh this is stupid (laughs) but i I just want to see what it was like and they're, they're creating this this brave new world you know, where people engage, it's a real lack of meaning. Everybody on Tinder, everybody's like crowding around Instagram. And I'm not saying these yeah. social media things can't be mobilized, but it's turning into a big meat market district. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah. I legit was scrolling Facebook one time and it shoved that dating thing in my face like five separate times within like maybe three minutes or so. I'm like, mm-hmm. why is this forcing this dating app on me? <laughs> yep. I think and I even screenshotted and posted it. Like this thing keeps screaming and I didn't like look into it or whatever, but my assumption was that it uses some sort of algorithm to match you with people, you know, like those other dating websites do, but like just on Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. 
It yeah. uses some kind of weird swipe thing. And what's funny is I have an old operating system on my computer, so my Facebook doesn't even, I don't know, like, does anybody even use a PC anymore is what I want to know because I, that ain't on my page unless I'm on my phone. So I honestly think we're going to go back to using PCs a little bit more, mm -hmm. not because a lot more of us are inside, but I was looking at a lot of the newer platforms and it looks like a lot of them aren't very mobile friendly yet. They're, they do great on PC, but they're not very mobile friendly. And I'm pretty yeah. sure, especially with the way social media is going right now, that we are going to also see an increase in the use of these smaller ones that are also offering crypto for you to post and turn it sure. into real money. I really think we're going to see it in the corner. Yeah, there's a whole area of that in the in the virtual reality sector. People talk about virtual reality like it's gonna come out, but it is already out. It's just that it's not it's not where you would expect it to be in the context that they've made it in the movies. I mean it's not where you can fool yourself with the physics. Everybody's always talking about that whole peripheral problem and, and things like that. And and I get it, but it's a massive area already. Like, for example, if I wanted to get involved in it, you, you could actually be giving talks and you can give lectures in virtual reality. Now you can have these types of, you know, displays of, uh, of interaction between human beings. They do it all the time on these things. Like Second Life is massive for that. And they have their own economy in there. So it's kind yeah. of almost like a, like you would say, like a, not blockchain, but like a Bitcoin type of a thing because they're using Linden currency and people are making some bucks on there. Yeah, I think we are going to see an increase in that as well, an increase in virtual use and avatar use. You can see social media platforms pushing avatars and stuff. So I think that is where we're going to kind of go. And we're going to be earning, like you said, some form of currency of their kind, you know, whatever platform that we're on. Yeah, I whoever think puts well. it out. I have been seeing it's it's funny that you mentioned VR because I've been seeing a push of that too as of late, a, a big push of VR. So I wonder if there's something that is going to like are we being drip fed for something, especially because of this whole COVID thing? It's like they're playing skin starvation game, getting the populace so worked up. I mean, it doesn't affect the introverted population as much, but even being an introvert, I mean. I'm an introvert, so I speak for myself. I don't like to speak for other people, but it, it, it's still tough when you're constantly in this bubble that you're dealing with and other people try to pretend that it doesn't bother them as much and yada, yada, yada. But it's just, I mean, human interaction to a point just has to take, it has to take its course to a degree. And now it's almost at a complete standstill. Not to what say people aren't interacting. Yeah, I was, well, was going to say a lot of people think what's going on and stuff is Agenda 21. What well, are your thoughts on well, right under our noses, it could be. I mean, let's put it this way. If you're, if you're walking down the street and they snatch somebody, oh, what is anybody really going to be able to do? They're not going to go, oh, that was such and such. I mean, it could have been, could have been a distant relative, right? And you don't know who the hell it was because they're wearing a mask. So it, it's pretty convenient if they wanted to do that. The way I view it is maybe they're trying to finally resolve some kind of a status quo with depopulation maybe with the target population it seems to be the elderly I, I don't really buy it so much that the young are nearly as impacted by this as the elderly which yeah. make up what five percent of the population in the u.s isn't that it like in elderly and like elderly homes that kind of thing even the death so, like we don't even know about the deaths like didn't it kill less than the flu yeah, it, it, well, well, yeah, and the problem is, is now, now the flu seems to be disappearing. That's what I was talking to uh, David about. 
saying, isn't it strange that all of a sudden the common flu ain't so common? <laughs> Everybody yeah. I'm talking to now is saying that they know somebody who had COVID. And I'm going, well, how do you know it wasn't the flu? Oh, no, this was different. Like, well, how long were they sick? Oh, a week. Well, that sounds about how long. I mean, I've gotten sick on the flu for two weeks before, two or three weeks. Yeah. It's happened, but not often. And I go, oh, it was the flu. So now if everybody, I'm not, uh, how does the flu numbers go so drastically down? So I guess it makes sense that they could swap the numbers out easily and everybody's going to buy this shit because let's face it, the masks are making us safer. So that's why the flu numbers are going down. But for some yeah. reason, COVID's going up that's because it's being replaced. Yeah. If yeah. you know simple math, it just seems like common sense would occur to you that they're, they're just switching the numbers around. Unless we get to see the actual people that are suffering this, I don't really think we can make an uh, opinion of it, but I don't think they're all being put on intubators and and ventilation systems. I don't. I don't believe that. I, I think that people are getting sick, but they've always been getting sick. So yeah, and most of the time, aren't they just told to go home and quarantine? Yeah. So if yeah. that's what it takes to get over this, then why are we shutting everything down? Yeah, exactly. It's strange. It's it's very dystopian in a way because it it, it gives you this feeling like everything is everything's okay, but there's this strange black and white sci-fi noir type thing creeping in. <laughs> to the setting well there are lots of different theories you know people say it's either agenda 21 going on or they're covering up for the economy crashing because they knew it was going to crash so this gives it a reason to or some were even saying it was to stop the protests that were going along worldwide you even have those you know light workers and stuff that claim that the world was waking up and this is to shut it down Mm -hmm. to keep things from going on. But you were saying something in the Facebook post about 2012. And so what do you think is going on right now? You see, that's the thing, because we were sort of talking about consciousness as a, I guess, as a faculty, as opposed to being distracted by the constant things going on in the world news, um, because that doesn't re that's not really conductive to consciousness in so many ways. It kind of dulls it because you're constantly getting hit in the head with this or that. The way I view it is we've all sort of been on a trajectory our whole lives. And I guess that's what seems to be missing from the great conversation, if that makes sense. It's like we're all in on this crazy ass adventure, but we're really limited to discussing he said, she said bullshit because everything going on around us. I mean, if we were to talk about our own lives, you know, what would that, what would the neighbors say? And it's gone that far. So like any kind of, I guess, uh, temperature that I would take regarding this, I would have to sort of base it to a degree on my own experiences, letting me know that things are changing. So what are the experiences that we're having on a day-to-day -day basis to give us an idea that, that stuff is changing? I mean, for me, I've had a lot more experiences, a lot more visionary experiences, and I've had those my whole life. But Leading up to this point, I, I don't want to rob it to talk about me, but that's the whole thing really is that we're all in this and, and yet we don't discuss self ever. We discuss collective things. We discuss what we're all going to get, uh, how much better it's going to be once we get it. But when we discuss self, it's kind of like, oh, no, 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 no. Nobody wants to hear that. But your experience is my experiences, everybody else's experiences that, that gives us feedback on, on what's going on in our environment. So I factor it in. What I think is kind of going on is from a shaman perspective, not to say that I'm like some, I have lineage to, uh, <laughs> to like some tribe or anything like that. But from a, from a perspective looking as a, a being with consciousness, I would say something really radically different 
seems to be occurring and all this stuff around us is kind of a, a distraction. And I keep repeating this, but I've just been sort of experiencing a connection with nature that's different. It, it's been getting more intense and not, and how do you, how do you measure that? You know, people, I, I've gotten in so many arguments over, you can't quantify spirit, you know, you can't quantify an experience. But I, I think that's the problem is that we assassinate the self so quickly. But I, I think my experiences are leading up to tell me that, yeah, there's definitely something going on around this. But the minute we talk about our intuitive flashes, it's like, oh, holy shit, we're bound for the psych ward or something. So, so when you ask me, the, I'm not sure what kind of things. Like, so what are some of the, some of the things that you're seeing? Well, like more paranormal type stuff, more recurrences, especially when these like massive pressure changes in the weather happen. I've been having more what I call uh, visits. And the thing is, is I don't really mess with anything in terms of psychoactive. And I have my own experiences. I get visits from things. Let's just say a couple of days ago, I was meditating a lot and you see, that's what a lot of people don't do. So that experience, that level of experience, there, there's certain types of things that can happen that a person can be a part of. But when they constantly take away from a thing like meditation, they go, oh, it's just relax. Oh, it's just, you know, just feel good or just sit down. Like they're kind of denying themselves a connection with this, this sort of magical process. But what will happen for me is something that's very uh, intense. I wouldn't say it's good or bad, but like I could wake up from, let's say, experiencing a vision of somebody dying, for example. Like that's what happened um, three days ago is I woke up from a dream seeing somebody that was disabled, like rolling off in a, in a wheelchair, completely pale, like they were dead. The body, the, the wheelchair was still going, but the body had checked out. And I'm thinking to myself, this is terrible. I'm flooded with all this grief and I wake up and I'm looking at my window and I see something looking at me through my window on the other side. And, and mo most people would probably have a heart attack or like freak the fuck out. But I sat there and I kind of fought the vibrations because there's this vibration that tries to turn to fear. But it's, yeah. it, it was like this thing was emanating this ultra potent radiance signature that could burn the skin if it was like if it was i don't know if it was too close you know but it was on the other side of my window which is um which goes out to the porch and there's there's a bench out there and i'm laying down with my feet sort of facing the window so i'm looking over my feet and i see this face of this being and it's articulated in this uh red this infrared deep like crimson almost laser light almost as if i'm not looking at it i'm looking at its hologram like beaming through my window but I'm thinking to myself, the, the, that's the porch and, and the benches out there. If something was standing there, I wouldn't see its face looking at me through the through the window. So what is this thing sitting on the porch, facing, uh, sitting on the bench, facing the opposite direction? So I'm going through all these like physical things. I'm looking at this thing and I'm going, yeah, I see you. What are you? What do you want? Then poof, it's gone. And, and it doesn't seem significant. It doesn't seem major, but it's like, holy shit, like something from another world just looked at me. Like, why and what was it? And I wanted to ask questions and all sorts of shit, but it was like this minute of total curiosity between two different dimensions. That's what it felt like. So have you taken psychedelics? No, I mean, I, I, I microdosed on shrooms in, uh, I want to say, 99, 2000. Um, and I had some really good effects with, with energy and 
aura-based stuff, but I haven't gone that far with it. Because I'm wondering, you know, a lot of people, they relate meditation and LSD and mm -hmm. they say that they can get like similar experiences or even with DMT. And I know there's a lot of shared experiences with LSD and DMT. And mm -hmm. they talk about things like the machine elves. I yeah. wonder if like maybe that's what you might be seeing. Well, it was kind of like an Oni, um, like that mask that I have. Not to say that it's coloring my uh, what I want to see, but I've seen those beings on several occasions throughout my life in curious occasions. and. I've seen them at different heights, and I don't know. I mean, this machine elf thing, I don't know if that's like uh, an allusion to the machinery of the universe, and they see these beings that are kind of like, I guess it sounds like your gnome, basically, or something like that. Is that what the, what the machine work elves are? I am like not sure. Because <laughs> I'm I thinking... Not... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Mm. I just, no, I haven't seen the machine elves, <laughs> at least not yet. <laughs> well, it, it could be, and this is the thing, like this was something that happened when I had full range of my body as I was waking up in the dark with my eyes open, looking at my window, kind of as I guess the juice is draining out of my brain because of the fact that I'm coming into wakefulness. So yeah, I mean, I think that psychedelics can give the same type of perception, but I, I think what's significant about this particular experience that I'm describing is that it wasn't requiring of that, and yet the meeting still occurred and those types of things repeat i think they would personally scare the the absolute shit out of most people no matter how brave they pretend to be because these beings whatever they are when people talk about fearing them it's not about fear it's like this fucking they're massively radiating it almost like if we touched them we would burn up like being exposed to a nuclear bomb and i'm not even exaggerating that because around 2011 2012 i had an experience where i touched one and my hand actually fucking got burned when i was living out here about 10 years ago i had an experience where something was kind of like i don't know if you've ever heard of the situations where something would be like either symbiontly or parasitically siphoning off your energy body in a way that didn't necessarily hurt but i didn't give it permission and i grabbed this thing when i was uh in between waking up so i sat up and i literally had a, a complete perception of grabbing this thing and then within a couple hours i had burns that formed on my hand so i know that there's something to this and people interpret it as emotion or whatever but it's like this radiation that we're feeling this emotion we're feeling is about that locality that we were talking about earlier we ain't in kansas no more so whatever that is it's almost like they're closer to us maybe and i don't like putting it in a collective context because it's supposed to be my personal journey right and who am i to say that it affects you or anybody else so and i can't but i guess without dialogue you wouldn't be able to explain it like your shadow man you know uh, that you, you called kennedy i mean have you had experiences with these things recently i mean has it been happening I, with you have, or? I honestly have not not recently there was for a little bit there that i was getting some like number synchronicity and i've been hearing a lot of people talk about that as of late i've been yeah. seeing a, an increase in people talking about synchronicities and stuff but i have yet to really experience anything okay. quite yet but i've been like i told you i've been kind of in a funk and you were telling me about your experience and you, I, I thought you had mentioned that there was like an increase in that, in, in those entities or. Yeah, I think it's, it's I think it's possible. Well, yeah, for me, there's definitely been an increase as if they're closer. And I guess that's where I'm thinking of myself because my whole quest in this is sort of started like when I was really young. So I was told about this 
change that was going to happen. And, you know, I wasn't exposed to all the conspiracy theories and all the media when I was young. I didn't even have a computer. I had an Atari 2600. <laughs> so when I, when I got exposed to these messages and I was told these things were going to happen, I thought, yeah, okay, uh, what do you want me to do about it? Because it was sort of a channeled experience. And with all this stuff happening, it does seem like it's a, a blending of dimensions. It seems very extra dimensional. Um, a lot of things yeah. have happened in my family too, genetically, especially like with my sister, for example, she let this type of a thing sort of ruin her consciousness. But a lot of that came from the fact that she was born disabled and she had no support and society kind of just tends to beat those types of people down. So she couldn't really handle her experiences after a certain point. So she kind of lost her mind, but she nonetheless has some kind of a connection with this type of a thing. It's a genetic predisposition to sort of like, I don't know, see through, see through the veil. And a lot of it does have to do with death because lately <laughs> we have been on the threshold of death and we've been surrounded by it. We've been permeated by it through all the, the media. But I mean, we literally almost, exp we, we experienced almost four or five deaths within the last two weeks, last two to three weeks here on this block. Uh, my roomie and I, I mean, our neighbors oh almost, yeah, our neighbors, uh, well, they, almost successfully burned their entire house down and they left. Um, needless to say, I mean, yeah, the insurance covered it. Two people below us almost died, one of an aneurysm, another of uh, something pertaining to the heart. I mean, they're older, but like, and, and then you got all this other, this other impending doom going on with the media. And it's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, it does seem like something like the Grim Reaper is involved in. Yeah, so you were saying like a lifting of the veil or you feel like a, thinning of the veil do you think that also has something to do with like this ufo things that they're disclosing now because it seems like to me that's what they're going to kind of trying to push is some sort of either holographic or conscious space ufo type thing well when they disclose it to us again it's like they're it's a catch-up game so they're telling us that stuff that we've been talking about that came from other people's experiences might be valid and we tend to look away from our own experiences, but I, I think people are having experiences even now, whether they're giving validation for it or not. I can't see them really making any impact though, because of where everybody is right now with this whole lockdown and the, the constant threat of being on the brink of war. I can't really see people uh, taking something seriously because it starts to look like entertainment to people instead of holy shit, the truth of our origins, who, what, where, why am I? I mean, nobody really thinks that UFOlogy pertains to the three great questions, but it does. I mean, even ancient aliens does, even alternative history does. But to make that connection with all this stuff that's happening and hitting us, it just, it, it doesn't come off as authentic because other things are to be feared more. So I don't know if they're telling us to sort of throw our compass off for our own experiences because Many of us just know that it's happened. I mean, enough people have studied Roswell to know that they lied. It's just like with all the stuff going on with the, the different landings and all that type of stuff, you know, people argue one opinion over the other, you know, whether it's pertaining to the moon. And uh, when people tell me, oh, you don't think the moon landing was real, blah, blah, I'm like, uh, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that maybe the part of it that we saw was faked. Doesn't anybody ever stop to think that you could have two possibilities happening at once? And, and you don't because everybody's so busy choosing a side. So yeah. there's your polarization. But uh, I, I don't know really how to answer that. I guess it, it's all coming out of the woodwork, but we're also in the woodwork with it.
It just seems like there's like a bunch of things changing at once, right? Like they're shutting down the mail before this whole election. All these weird things are happening. and Coin it, shortage. Yes. And it seems like it's getting more and more Orwellian and dystopian as we go. But I am also seeing like, then I look at the tech side of things and I see what's coming out in tech. And they're pushing blockchain and yeah. crypto and you're seeing like jumps in quantum things. And mm -hmm. it just, I, I don't know. I know a lot of people are saying to hunker down and basically yeah. learn how to fend for yourself because they're thinking that it's going to get that bad and we're going to go to war. I mean, I've had at least three or four opportunities in my life or more to hear that type of a, like massive collective fear that that's coming. So I, I'm not as convinced when it keeps getting brought up because it just seems like an, an old card that they keep playing to make sure that nobody comes together except out of the basis of fear. I mean, if everybody starts huddling together based on that, I don't really see people making anything effective. It would be like you get together with a bunch of people. Okay, we're getting off the grid, jump into the forest, blah, 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 all that other type of shit. You know, poor Tesla's rolling in his grave. You know, because it's like everybody got off the grid, but we kind of fucking needed the grid if we were going to come out with this this better technology, you know, to make the world a better place, not become like some Stone Age civilization of farmers again, you know, beating ourselves up and becoming slaves to the mill again. Um, yeah. But it, it does seem like there are a lot of people that think, oh, yeah, that's the answer. That's the answer. None of which are really farmers and, and know how much it takes to do that, you know, to, to wake up at butt crack of dawn every morning. So I'm not in a hurry to to subscribe to that as the solution not because i don't want to but just because i don't think technology as we know it is ever going away in the way we think it is it's kind of an old dream maybe but i just don't see it. i don't see it happening i think technology is going to get more advanced but i don't see it going away i could see a lot of people making a decision like that and really like kicking themselves in the ass in 20 years because yeah. they did get off the grid and then well what the fuck you know so now we're just surviving right but we're all survivors i mean that's really all we know. That's our business. I mean, all we really can do is survive in one way or another. So we are surviving as it is. So to just jump into nature's realm and say, oh, I'm now I'm now I'm a more legit survivor. Yeah, it is. Like I was saying, like, I do see a pull towards that. My reasoning would be more for community because I think on a psychological level, that's what we need. I think we need to work on ourselves in order to advance with the technology. Otherwise, it's not going to work. I mean, yeah. it, we got to do it together. So that's kind of what I'm pushing when I speak of doing stuff like that. I think we have to evolve right on the side of it, too. Well, tech um, definitely benefits anything that we do in terms of organization. If it ever goes to anything serious, there's a lot of great apps. There's a lot of great machines. There's a lot of different ideas that people can put together to work together and make things more efficient. But I guess the big problem is, is the, the bigger the mass, the harder it is to get along at the ideological level. It's like you have to have some kind of filtering system when everything's all inclusive. It's just, you, you don't know when you let the wolves into the den at that point. And yeah. that, that's what's really scary because right now these businesses, I can't even imagine what it's like. You, all you need is somebody to come in and lie really. And what, they're going to shut you down. I mean, so everybody's got to be paranoid as fuck right now. I do think most people are paranoid right now. And, mm. I, and another thing too is they're like starting to wonder I with the stimulus thing getting shut down I know a lot of people are starting to be evicted and we we saw that coming we mentioned it in an earlier podcast that that's what was going to happen if you know sure. we didn't start looking at different things besides just waiting on a stimulus check to happen and I think we're about we're getting ready to see a big change in that here 
soon. The only way, again, that I can see them fixing that is through crypto, some sort mm -hmm. of form of welfare, or unless we go back to like the actual food coupon, because they're not going to be printing any more money. Right. It doesn't seem like it. I don't even know if they'll be accepting any of it. It's yes, just... that's another thing, too. Like a lot of places I've been to won't accept cash. But yeah, yeah, you have a coin shortage. Yeah, well, I think I think it has to be exact. I don't know if if they're rejecting cash in certain spots, but they might be. It, it would I wouldn't doubt it. I don't understand how some of these businesses are even planning staying open. Somebody in my family was telling me that there's some rule now for bars, and I don't know if it's true everywhere yet. But they're talking about after ten o'clock they can't serve alcohol or something. Like is that yeah, it? They're doing that, yeah. Yeah, they're doing it around here too. One of the things I don't understand with these face masks or whatever, like you have to have one to go into a place. They keep yeah. cloth. You can't pull your shirt up over your head for like half a second, you know, over your face. It's the same goddamn thing. Like, no, it has to be attached to your face. Like, what the fuck is this even? Like, huh, how do we even keep that serious? It's become a, I think it's become a passport if you really think about what they're doing. If you want to see this as an op of some kind, it is almost as if losing face has become your passport. <laughs> you have to like, you have to lose face. You know, you you have to become absorbed to the massive community blob at every yeah. moment because now everybody looks like a bunch of Kennys from South Park walking around and mumbling. <laughs> that is the worst thing too. When I'm answering my phone, as I'm like in places where I have to wear a mask. Yeah, Ugh. and do they start shouting at you because they don't understand what you're saying? Some of them do. Some of them do. The mo most of them ask me to repeat myself like six times. So, <laughs> like, uh, wow. let's just stick to texting for now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they justify that stuff because I don't even see how it's protecting anybody. And then this whole thing about, oh, well, when you're home, when you're in a place, it's much more dangerous. That's why we're telling you that once you can sit down, you can take off your mask. It's like, uh, it's more dangerous. So. Why would they even let people go into buildings in the first place and risk cross-contamination? I don't buy 50% occupancy. That makes zero sense. Is that what they're doing out there too? Because out here, they're talking about 50% maximum capacity. And I'm thinking that doesn't make any sense once you get higher than a certain number. Exactly. What makes the difference between five people standing in a circle to however many people? I, just so much of this is weird. It's just all very weird. And... I haven't seen, they treat it like there's bodies piling up the street. Like that's the kind of pandemic they're treating it like. And right. and it's not, and it isn't. Yeah. If, yeah. if it wasn't on the news or whatever, we would have had no idea about this. We would have just thought it was a regular flu season. Exactly. And all the people that are tripping out on it. I mean, I think about it like, is it because of the fact that they feel burdened with the responsibility of having to enforce it in their family unit? Otherwise, their unit breaks apart. I mean, if you think about it from that context, it starts to make a little bit more sense why people are going batshit crazy about it because it really isn't about whether it's true or not. It's about whether are they going to lose their kids? Are they going to get split up from their families? If they oh, yeah. don't, you know, I mean, it's, it's like they're being played in this. It, it's almost like everybody's secretly afraid of being sent off to the ghetto or to the gulags or something. You know what I find too funny is with the homeschooling and stuff online and everything, they're telling the kids that they cannot wear their pajamas to um, so like these Zoom school meetings. So what the fuck is that even? Now you're telling me what I can and cannot wear in my own house? That's ridiculous. Yeah, and no devices. And if we teach, and if and if we teach your kids, we'll have strict rules of no devices. I mean, I've been seeing that in some of the community pages that I'm part of.
for the city that I'm in, um, out here towards Cleveland. And they're putting all these weird things down. Like, yeah, if, if I, if I come and teach your kids at, at your homes, I'll have strict rules. They won't be able to use any devices. And people are like digging that. Like it's progressive or something. So are they doing like some sort of substitute thing where you're at? Like where teachers actually show up to your home or what? I mean, I've heard several suggestions. There was that. I'm pretty sure they're they're just they're going into the home. They're, they're teachers that are that have degrees and they're willing to teach some like five or six oh, students yeah, at a time. You. That kind of a thing. And yeah, and with all these strict rules, and and I'm thinking like, how long is this? If this continues indefinitely, the virus spreads faster indoors, people. So. This is still not stopping. This isn't solving the problem of cross-contamination at all because what are the size of the rooms in most of these houses anyway? So I don't know. So does that mean a person with a house with small rooms doesn't, isn't going to be able to have people teach because they can't stand six feet? It's just all these things don't add up with common sense. But people don't have the energy to examine them with any level of scrutiny, I don't think, because they're drained completely and utterly. That's another thing too. I mean, these people now have an opportunity though to teach their children in the way that they want them to be taught. You know, now the power is in your hands. You can teach them what you want to teach them. Sure. And but they also have that jobs and that. all that. So are they yeah. going to become teachers of their children? And is there going to be some program that's going to compensate them for becoming teachers of their children? Or are they going to be pressured? Oh, no, no, no. You still have to work your jobs. You, so then the kids are going to have to be given to the government or to the military or some executive system that's going yeah. to train them and to be some kind of youth infantry or some shit. I think that it will kind of be like that because a lot of people have already lost their jobs or whatever. These are a lot of people that are already staying home with their kids. And there might be some sort of incentive for parents that have to stay home. Like if one has to stay home with the kids, some sort of universal basic income type thing or something that they would yeah, do. It boggles the mind because I don't really know what any of these people are thinking in the long run. I guess they just believe that when the vaccine comes, they all take it, and then everything goes back to normal. But yeah. it just—they're even saying that even with the vaccine, things aren't going to go back to normal. So no, it's already like too late. Like, we've shut down our economy for almost what, like, what nine months? Like, how long has have we yeah. been doing this? You know what I like? There's no right. way it's going to go back to what it was. They, we can totally forget that. Even with this whole Hollywood pedo scandal and everything, it, yeah. entertainment itself is going to be different as well. Yeah, well, there's there's a there's definitely a massive decline in Hollywood as it stands now. Every, everything seems to be just a regurgitation of the movies over the last 20 years. I mean, they're making new stuff, but it's not nearly the same. It's just I'm uh, hoping to see a push of like independent artists do films and stuff like through do them on Amazon and Netflix. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to see a big major push in that. I, I'm seeing. That's what I was saying. I like. I am seeing a slight move towards how I think things are going to go as far as like income and the economy runs. I think it is going yeah. to be built on influencers. I think it is going to be built virtually. More jobs and stuff are going to be more independent, like virtual doing movies or being some sort of vlogger or whatever mm -hmm. it's where the youth want it to go anyway sure. so i think it's where it kind of will flow i think that could be good for people like me and you you know the creative people because you're very creative and i think that's kind of mm -hmm. what's coming next is a reign of creative people we're going to need that especially with the dystopia i was thinking about some of the initial things we we're talking about with trying to like pin down 
the idea of consciousness right now it seems like what's going on with it is it's uh, one big guru show or something you know like oh have a question have a spiritual question ask Eckhart Tolle he'll hand you the microphone or you know any of these guys and and there's there's tons of them out there and, and it's like this whole YouTube craze that's been going but people aren't really going to themselves and I guess that's what's spooky like there's this one avenue of it a little caveat called a ASMR and most people know what it is you know what it is they, they, they mock it blah 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 it got it's one of those things that just got dumbed down because somebody tried to run with it somebody tried to start it and then a bunch of people jumped on board and kind of just I don't know dumbed it down to such a a high extent that it it's only it's valuable from the perspective of the people to do it and then everybody else kind of looks at it like it's taboo and it's aggravating to see this type of shit like I'm talking about a uh, autonomic sensory uh, meridian really response like, yeah it's yeah. autonomic sensory meridian response most people that hear that they think oh yeah that's the weird people that talk funny you know they whisper and stuff and 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 it created this whole craze where people think now that to get that feeling which is a spiritual like energetic feeling you have to watch pictures or you have to watch like films of people you know messing with stuff and eating and whispering into microphones and, and it kind of creates this serious disconnect with the people that i guess need a degree of, of self-expression because they can't get it otherwise they they have to watch somebody talk to them in a specific tone you know and they're usually these really like pretty <laughs> like young chicks like either hypnotizing or or just i don't know I don't, eating carrots i don't know just something it's like it's like yeah i get my i get my spiritual buzz from watching pretty girls eat carrots all day i mean it's, it's it, to me yeah you could uh, i'm not downing it but what i am doing is saying those people that are watching it and the people that are doing it owe it to the people that are watching it to say hey by the way you too can experience this on your own and we should be teaching you guys how to do this for yourselves but yeah. there is not one avenue for that. It's, oh, I'm your healer. Oh, call me. Yep. Just pay me to eat food and I can make you feel good all day. It's like, what is that? You know, but that, yeah. that's one of the examples of how our culture seizes upon something that inherently is good, but autonomic, referring to the nervous system, uh, sensory, well, that doesn't need a lot of explanation. Meridian response. Meridian response. I have talked to people on and off about ASMR and every time I, I start to ask them questions about that acronym, I always trip them up because it's like they don't think about what it actually means. They're like, oh, it's just a thing. You know, either you get it, or you don't get it. It's like, but maybe the word meridian, hello, where does meridian come from? Those are like the ley lines of the human body. That's, that's like looking at Chinese acupressure. Oh, I don't think it's that deep at all. It's like, well, what, what does the meridian mean? It doesn't matter. It's what it is. And it's like, but it does matter because if people aren't just watching videos of it, then they're not going to get the feelings. They're not going to get the results that they want without relying constantly on somebody outside of them. So yeah. what you were saying about how it's going to usher in people, creative people like us to offer um, new alternatives and new ways of doing things. I, I think we've really got our work cut out for us because everybody just seems to think it's all about sit in front stew and just be absorbed by the youtube you know become one with the youtube and that's going to solve all your problems that's the 
that's your 21st century prototype human, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do really like, they like the, the YouTube and the Instagram, the, the virtual. They are, that's what I mean by it is very, it is, and it is going to be very virtual. And the world mm -hmm. that we are returning to, the civilization that we will return to will be virtual. I honestly believe that. And I think that we are going to also become more conscious. And I think that it can go either way for people. I think that they can either become a lot more, um, I don't want to say fake because that's the wrong word, but like it's not authentic consciousness that they're. It's like no, it's you not. Have your... It's like having a a replica or a emulation, an emulator, like those video game emulators you get on your computers that emulate like an old game system. People yeah. are trying to emulate consciousness. Like one thing that I noticed that trips me the fuck out about meditation on YouTube is every friggin' one of them has pictures on it. What the fuck? You know, like, okay, so I want to meditate on a frequency. Okay, so here we go. And I click on it, right? And, and, and there's a frequency that's playing through the headset. And that's what's supposed to happen because the frequency is what creates the oscillation between the two tones. And the brain finds it that triangulates the, the position of the frequency. And it kind of goes into alpha, beta, theta, delta, or gamma. But I got this picture in front of me of all these cutesy pictures of like, you know, mandalas or, or whatever, or just like fires burning. or And it's like, okay, yeah forget the eye candy i mean we have a mind our, our mind is supposed to do that for us <laughs> so who is i mean it's like this do people even meditate with their eyes closed anymore i'm just thinking to myself like because that's kind of where it's at I, I check out shit all the time and it's almost like a person has to be watching a movie watching three or four different things while they're it's like that's not meditation it's like hyper stimulation passed off as meditation but there's yeah. like there has to be a serious cracking down for simplicity to to sharpen the mind again because it's it's like a blade that's been hit on all it, it had two edges but it's been bashed by all these things that have utterly just resulted in a dull instrument i'm starting to see that like don't we become dull if we're constantly hitting ourselves with more and more flash more bells and whistles zuzus and wham whams you know and we're chasing yeah we're chasing something faulty and we're giving these people these like faulty things then to chase this is the way that you reach enlightenment you sit on a beach and you do this for five minutes you do some yoga take some pictures roast some marshmallows and you're good yeah you hang know? out with the pretty people and just make sure that a couple of you do the splits properly and you'll get to nirvana i mean yeah it's yeah. insane because how long how much attention before a person even goes to the next task and that's what blows my mind because like I, I used to watch videos lately i haven't i've been trying to just sort of contemplate ideas and i kind of like it but when i listen to somebody else talk yeah i can get an idea of what's going on but after a while it's like i kind of like to hear my own thoughts and I, I like to interact with people i like to interact with you and, and the other guys and that that to me is different because i have to interact but when when it's always a refraction of listening to something that's already happened you never really catch up to the the actual interaction then everybody's commenting right in the sections they're going to the comment section and and it, it it's it's like almost like a pretend interaction that's going on with people yeah rather than it, it's like oh yeah we'll all just think that we're there with them but they're really just in they interacted their time window was a couple days ago and that was going on then but everybody's sort of still catching up to it and when they see it for the first time it's like they're really there while it's actually happening but it's not and that's kind of strange if a person's going to watch like 20 or 30 videos in a day, right? Like, how are they ever going to master a specific concept? 
by just getting what the person said. I mean, I just, I, I don't think that has anything, any bearing on realization at all. Do we have to master a concept? I guess it just, it really has to do with what we see our consciousness becoming. And nobody ever asks that question. They ask, what is consciousness? And that's such a, we've heard a million answers that are essentially all the same when it comes to that. Um, it's impressive and it's, and it's easy because you can look up the definitions and, and, and you can kind of come up with your own after you've heard enough of them. But how we choose to utilize consciousness is sort of what defines us rather than let's have a conversation. And what do you think consciousness is? I mean, we've all heard that conversation. It's the easiest conversation to have if you read and if you keep in, in touch with things. But the relationship with consciousness is what we have to define ourselves. So when I'm talking about mastery, I'm talking about like looking at consciousness as a tool. In most cases, what do people talk about? They talk about how to deal with shit that pisses them off. Isn't that about 99% of the teachings that you hear? Like how do how I not emotionally yeah. react? How do I not, how do I feel better about myself? How do I, so basically the real truth is, is, oh, you know, we're in this shit world and we're trying to convince ourselves that it's not. But that's the problem. The messages they're coming to us are kind of true that the nature of everything is suffering. Buddha was right. Holy shit. So why do we have all these people telling us the way we should act or the way we should respond? Because every one of us is completely different. So asking these questions in these collective manners as if to get a generalized, standardized, um, it's like getting standard parts. We're not standard. We're all different. So I guess when you said, do we have to master an idea? I, I don't think we have to master somebody else's idea, but I think we should try our best to um, perhaps master our own ideas. It's very important, actually, to master one's own ideas or without being dogmatic, you know, um, mm -hmm. that's not like, yeah, that's kind of key there. But and I get what you're saying. Like life is life is suffering, like step over it or get over it. Basically, is kind of what it boils down to. Like even now yeah. it's chaotic and all this shit is going on. But we only look at it that way because it's outside of our normal pattern, what we were expecting. You know, sure. everybody had it was going a certain way for so long that everybody had some glimpse of the future. At least they thought they did, which gives yep. them some sense of control. And then something like this happens and we realize, oh, wait, we don't have control over our lives. That's all just an illusion. And yeah. now people are panicking. I don't know. Yeah, it's all I mean, strange. for me, it was kind of like something just told me that something really fucking weird was going to happen. And I kind of just went, hey, I'm down, you know, and I'm, I've been interested in what that weirdness is going to become. And I've been like, I'm trying to sort of look at it from like this whole Mandela effect and all that. And there's some aspects that just don't sit well with me at all. Um, And I don't mean to sound like a, a flat earther by saying that, but there are just some things that I know didn't happen the way i remembered and, and i go i think and all this quantum stuff and all these people talking about these these scenarios and the possibility that we could easily be shifting between different dimensions that are all slightly different makes a lot of sense to me i mean like i had a dream about three weeks ago that i was with my family and they were all completely different i mean it was this was the trippiest shit this was like out of a stephen king book like so i'm having this dream right and i'm, I'm at I guess I'm, I'm at home, but it, it's not really a home I recognize. We've all been through those types of weird things and dreams, but I'm looking at my dad and he's not completely like disabled like he is now. Like he can walk fine and um, he, he seems healthy. He's a lot older. He's healthy. And uh, looking at my stepmom, she, she looks okay. I'm looking at my brother and he's actually standing. Uh, both of my both of my siblings are, are disabled. You know, They'll never walk. And I'm looking at my brother and he's standing in front of me 
and I look at my dad and, and, and I'm, I'm talking, there's some girl in the room and I'm talking to her and I, and I, and I brought up the movie Crocodile Dundee. I brought it up and I started trying to talk about this fucking, uh, that one line in that movie that just doesn't sit well with me the way they say that it is now, because I was at the theater when I saw that movie and I like watched that scene and that whole, like, that's not a knife. This is a knife. And everybody's saying that that's not what they said. So I'm trying to get to this point while I'm in this dream and I'm standing in this room with my, a family that doesn't look anything like my family now. And it's the same, but they're the same age as my family now. And, uh, as I'm trying to tell, talk to this girl, dad walks in in front of me, kind of blocks the, the TV and starts talking. And he, no, he tells me I'm blocking him from watching television. So I'm like, okay, dad, I was having a conversation and I start talking about this to this, uh, to him and to this girl. And, w and while I'm saying that, he all of a sudden looks at me and goes, I wasn't, he's like, yeah, I wasn't at the theater. He's like, I wasn't at the theater with you guys. I was at, I was in rehab for alcoholism. And I looked at him, my brother's like, yeah, right. You remember that Jay, right? I look at him like, what the fuck? My dad didn't drink at all. And I'm looking at these guys going, this is like totally a freaking. Uh, it's like I got zapped into a different timeline. And as I start to put this together, this girl that I'm talking to that I think is like the person I'm actually explaining it to, she looks at me and she starts going completely fucking like horror girl on me. Like she starts saying this, she starts saying this mantra over and over again, and, and it forces me to wake up. Almost like she got pissed that I was trying to talk about this in the dream and just basically hoarded it. She starts saying over again, and she said, is there a problem with the display? Is there a fly in the room? And she kept saying it over and over again. But she said it like with this like really kind of like, kind of like messed up voice, you know, like, uh, is there a problem with the display? Is there a fly in the room? And she just kept saying it. And then all of a sudden, all I could hear in my head was that echoing. And I just woke up with like this rage, like just all this like fucking anger in my head. It was almost like this bitch got in my head because she was pissed that I was talking yeah. about this. And, and, and I woke up and I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mandela effect, blah, 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 blah. No big deal. I just don't remember it right. But I do. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, but maybe we do have these minor examples everywhere all across the board but if we talk about them well it's going to get us it's going to get us quickly discredited yeah so wait now with the that's not a knife thing are you saying that that's a real life thing or that only happened in your dream that there's no what i'm saying is in the when i was in the theaters i remember exactly what paul hogan said in the scene and it's not what they're saying he said now and and i was trying and i was trying to talk about it in the dream and it was almost like this character in my dream got aggravated that yeah. I was explaining it and interfered because I never even got to, I never even got to say anything about it. I got interrupted and kind of like shut down right in the middle before I could say anything. I've had yeah. dreams like that where let's say somebody was allegedly dead and I would try to tell the people in the dream that they weren't and somebody would do this weird thing and I couldn't talk almost. And then I would be forcefully awakened, like, like jolted up. Like I felt like yeah. a shock went through me. So I've, I've had this sense of being in a dream that isn't a dream, I guess, is what I'm saying. Almost like being zapped into some strange dimension. And then you try to change things or you try to go, why is everything so different here? And there's just things in this world that don't seem the same since, well, a certain time. Anyway, it, it's like there is literally a point where everything did shift in this strange manner. But that's, that's a feel thing for me it's it's hard to it's hard to explain it and, and i can see that i and when you bring up the mandela effect and everything and i have one mine was the sinbad movie 
the famous uh, genie movie Shazam. I saw that movie. That movie existed. Sinbad, you played a genie, whether or not you want to admit it. Is that really? an alternate reality? Yes, I so saw. Like what? So what was it? Kind of like like Aladdin or something? Is that what it was? Kind of like no, the it, minute, was a, it was a movie about a kid found a lamp or whatever, and Sinbad played this comedian genie type thing. Okay. And I believe, like, even in the film or whatever, like, I think he develops, like, a crush on the mom or something. You know, like, he's flirty with the mom and stuff. And, like, the so dad they're kind of playing off of Aladdin, but with, like, with, with, with a black dude. I gotcha. So, <laughs> and you're saying that, and you're saying that they're saying now that that movie never existed and that you confused it with another movie or something? Is that you, what it is? Yes, they're saying that it, we confuse it with Kazam that's starring Shaq. That is not like the movie Shazam. It's and it would have been before because Sinbad wasn't, wasn't Sinbad way before Shaq? I have no idea. I honestly, I don't know. I he had like a TV show, right? I mean, because yeah. I'm pretty sure Shaq was like not really doing the acting thing so much when he was involved in the Lakers. And I'm pretty sure the Sinbad show was like, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that there was a Sinbad show because I remember there was a Sinbad show. But yeah, there's a there was a Sinbad show, but there was a movie called Shazam too. Yeah. And and huh. I didn't know about the Mandela effect until I read an article saying basically like, "Hey, did you watch the movie Shazam? If so, like it never existed." And I was like, "What? Yes, it did." So I don't like. You want to know what's even trippier about the Mandela effect? Is that they're saying that the one of the main quotes that was allegedly attributed to Mandela um, wasn't his quote. That's what they're saying. They're saying that it came from some woman or something from like the United Nations or something or some government group. The, the, there was this, the fear of shining or, or being great. Um, they, they took, they, they claim now that that quote never came from Nelson uh, Mandela. And the thing is, I had a book that quoted him they quoted him saying that it was a spiritual, a very spiritual book called The Tower of Alchemy by a guy named David Goddard. And uh, he's recently passed, but I just knew that quote was a Mandela quote. So when I looked up the quote and found out that it wasn't his, I was like, what the fuck? But this is called the Mandela effect. And yet the quote for Nelson Mandela isn't actually the quote there. They've since corrected it or some shit. It's bizarre. Well, I heard the reason why it's called a Mandela effect is because a lot of people remember Nelson Mandela dying in jail back in the 80s. Okay. So they were shocked to find out that he was alive and he didn't, like, they swore they saw his funeral on TV and everything. Hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's really weird. But I swear to God, I saw Sinbad and, like, so I'm thinking only two possible excuses can happen is one. It's either some sort of alternate universe thing or yeah. two, it could be some sort of government programming, you know, some sort of form of like blue beam or something like that voice of God type thing, you know, cause they did do a lot of studies and experiments on mind, you know, MK ultra, all that kind of stuff. You know, we don't know what kind of experiments that they could be running on us. I'm calling it the Mandela effect. You know, sure. seeing how far they can push our memories, our false memories or whatever. We don't it know. It really does put you in that that surrealism, that surrealistic um, mentality, almost like the Matrix type thing where it's not that you can't tell what's real. It's just that you have to trust your memory to a degree. Why are we in a situation now where nobody's supposed to trust their memory anymore? And 
when you do, you're just senile or some shit. It's like forgetting a line of a song. I mean, we, we've all heard, we all have favorite songs. If, if, if they told you that, like, the, the first line to Plush was, um, and I feel that time was a waste of gold, you'd be like, yeah, right, man, that ain't the fucking song. Because the first line is, uh, and I feel that time's a waste of gold. I mean, you can't, for, you can't forget the line to a freaking song, but when you hear that the line that you knew so well that was ingrained is, isn't even the same one anymore, it's like, how can you chalk that up to, to false memory exactly? Well, I don't know. Um, but that, to me, is part of the what makes the journey incredible is, is that it's almost like a boring sci-fi movie playing out. We're getting hit with these minor fucking injections that are... That, like, you can't get excited because when you do, you look like a crazy person because nobody else really evaluates it as the same. Most people aren't. Most people are not evaluating it. That's the like, thing. Like They see... They sense the chaos that's going on, but they're not evaluating the actual situation. You know, they're looking at all the negative side of things, waiting for some savior to toss their hand out at them. Sure, sure. And I mean, the, the other thing that strikes me the most odd about it is if you're looking at something in your hand that you're showing to somebody else, you never say that. You say this. And, and in the quote in the movie, they're trying to say that it was, that's not a knife. And then he pulls out and says, that's a knife. It's like, yeah, but he didn't say that. He said, that's not a knife. This is a knife. I mean, nobody would look at the weapon in their hand. It's just these little common sense things. Like in, in Forrest Gump, when they say um, they say that it's not life is a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get there. They say it's life was a box of chocolates. I'm thinking like, that doesn't even sound right. It's like I run that by my mental, my mental computer. My mind goes, that doesn't sound right. What the hell? Why does that sound wrong? It's yeah. just, it's, it's. But if it's right, then what does that mean? That you traveled into a dimension where everything's different? I mean, like, so what would be the point in arguing with everybody? Because maybe they did all experience it that way. Does that mean that you warped into this dimension or that I warped into this dimension? And how many of us were swapped in? It's, it's so strange to think. About. Yeah. <laughs> what if it also has to do with some form of collective consciousness type thing? Yeah, like, like something breaking down. Consciousness. Yeah, it starts shifting and imagining it some other way, then that becomes the reality. But well, you brings, don't, you know, you remember it something different. Brings us back to that original thing where they're talking about this anomaly. You know, they're they're talking about the South Atlantic anomaly splitting in two, but they're also finding out that this isn't even a new thing. That it's that these uh, type of anomalies have actually existed as far back as eight to eleven million years ago who's to say that that's not when the mayans in the beginning like started keeping track of that cycle leading up to 2012 because they saw some kind of significant breakdown that had occurred and they needed to keep track to go maybe that 2012 was the cusp of when all the weirdness started to happen and who's to say all this other shit ain't a part of it it starts to sound like a conspiracy but nobody really knows what the hell is going on in our world right now it's it's kind of like a like I said, it's a boring horror movie that wouldn't have been boring 20 years ago, but it's boring now just because of how often we've heard the rhetoric. So Absolutely. I fully agree that it is. It is boring. And like a lot of people, they would, it's like the whole thing with memes. They've been thrown so much stuff left and right. You can tell them it is this, you know, cusp and it's just changing and it's, and they wouldn't even care. Just like with the whole UFOs, like, you know, they're, hey, UFOs exist. And they're like, meh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so over everything. <laughs> right like the the jurassic park meme yeah over here the pentagon yeah yeah look, I posted that look one over here like, ufos see no one cares <laughs> yeah 
And it's like, no one does care. I, I'm even willing to like at this point bet that if a UFO came down and like everyone saw it the next day, I mean, like maybe people would be talking about it for a week. And then after that, it would just like, you know, be a normal thing. Exactly. Always tell you UFOs are here. Like it would be just so accepted. Well, that's the normalization problem. I mean, if, if the only way to step away from that, I guess, is to step out of the constant flux of, of the media that's constantly hitting. Cause otherwise, I guess maybe you don't see as much that's going on on the inside. Then you lose track with what's happening on the outside. But it's almost like the only way anybody thinks they can keep track of the world now is to look at it through somebody else's eyes and constantly look uh, at it through other people's eyes rather than their own. And yeah. that devalidates the scope of their own perception because at what point is anybody ever discussing like their own, their own experiences? As well? I mean, outside of drama, you know, I mean, outside of drama, it, I don't see a whole lot of that going on. I mean, when I'm out in public, I hear people say all the time, uh, Oh, it's, it's, it's not anybody else's business. What somebody else thinks of me. And I hear that and I go, that's, that's such a, such a petty thing to, to, to say. And, and people act like it's truth. But when you go out and you, and you observe people, you see 99 times out of a hundred when they're out, uh, you know, at, at a place like a, a restaurant or a public place, people are talking shit about other people. So when somebody says it's not their business, what they think of it and everybody's still gossiping, they kind of devalidate what they're saying. So nobody's focused on anything really of value at this point yeah. other than, Oh my God, this person's, this person's uh, a piece of shit. That person did this to me. That person did that to me. Um, maybe they're afraid of where they're going to end up in, with their lot in life and all that. But, it, there's no there's no emphasis on oh where am i in this scheme of all this where's my compass exactly yes uh, inner inner focus is what we need to see from people like we need to definitely see people working on themselves and doing some inner work for certain like that is the number one thing that i am seeing i think mm -hmm. would help a lot of people especially in the scenario that we are in with the world going the way that it is if it is true and we only have a generation left or whatever you would think those the, the generation left would want to push for some form of acceptance and enlightenment. I don't know. I do see a push for on the ads on my Facebook and stuff. I do see like uh, enroll your kid in this Mars program or this space yes. program. I'm seeing so much of that. <laughs> yeah, there's always so a focus, an extraneous focus. Um, but like when it's when it's about consciousness, it's very difficult to get people to discuss anything other than defining these things. And I guess that's what I think, God, I should have said this in the beginning, but to me, that would be the critical thing if I was able to discern an interesting subject or a subject of value is when do people not define a thing? I mean, when do they actually discuss the thing as it relates to them or as how they forge a relationship with the thing instead of defining it? And that's the real problem is that too many people have defined it. So now other people can basically redefine it, make it similar to the way somebody else defined it. And then they get credit for the thing that they're defining. But that's not what con consciousness isn't to be defined. It's like, it, it's yeah. a tool that we, that all of us have. So, yeah. <laughs> I really like that. I really do like that. And that's actually a good point to wrap it up. My dogs are starting to 
So crazy. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. Of course, I love talking to you, Jay. You opened my mind to like so many different ways of looking at things and working things around because I was kind of stuck there for a minute as far as like, you know, what's going on. And you made me feel like safer about not so much safer, but it's like everything's going to be fine. It doesn't matter anyway. You know, like you're just you'll survive regardless. Well, thank you. Um, I, I, I try to be inspiring if I can. It's just it, it, this this whole thing is a is a chaotic mess right now, and it, it's kind of like from the beginning you've sort of been involved in this. We all have, and if we don't see that, then we don't really know what we've ended up as. It, it, it's like in psychology when when you look at yourself and you say, "What have you become?" But what were you, you know, what were you moving towards? You know, what was in the script? And those are the things you have to measure it by, really, because all this other stuff that's happening, it's not that it's not happening. It's just that we can't really get to the bottom of why it is happening. I mean, yes. we can try. but Yeah. yeah. And I, and I find it very enlightening to talk to you, too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I was going to say, even if so, even if we do get to the bottom, what are we going to then do with that information? Mm. Well, you know. it, it just seems like we all have some kind of a connection with it. and if we use the information that comes from outside sources all the time, then we're basically just kind of all looking at static objects at a, like we're all at an art museum and, and we're all giving our impression of a particular painting that's hanging on the wall. But like, yeah, you have to encourage the actual consciousness itself, which is whether it's meditation or trying to learn certain things, try to, try to find certain truths that kind of a thing you said it great i'm gonna also say good night to the listeners and you can find me at balance underscore brain on twitter at balance brain on instagram and at Brittany delima on facebook you guys have a good night jay as always you do amazing <laughs> <laughs>